0: This is the Live Your Edge Podcast, episode 23. This is Gilbert. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Brad Pivitic on the show. Brad is an award-winning Canadian-American documentary film director and television producer. Best known for Why I'm Not on Facebook, Why I'm Not on Pokemon Go, Bar Rescue, and Extreme Weight Loss. He's the CEO of Envelope Entertainment, host of the podcast Why I'm Not with Brad Privedek, based on film series of the same name and a contributing writer for Forbes. I met Brad a while back in New York and I was captivated by his way of expressing his ideas on personal branding and pitching. Today, we're going to talk about Some of the tips that you can take away from what he calls the three-minute pitch. Why you need to express your ideas, your message within three minutes if you are to have any hope of convincing the person to buy in to what you have to offer. And also, we'll talk about personal branding and why you're very likely not doing it right. Please join me in welcoming Brad Pavini. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Brad, and uh, today we're going to be talking about personal branding. So, Brad, why don't you share a bit about your, a little bit about your backstory on the, you know, as a film um, producer, and how did you transition into uh, what you're doing now with uh, starting a production firm and focusing more on uh, speaking on uh, things like personal branding?
1: Yeah. um Listen, thanks for having me on, my, on your show. Big fan. Um, I came to America about 15 years ago when I got into television. Started just like most people, working on shows, trying to you know get things made. Uh, I had a good run with selling some TV shows early, so that helped. And then I became sort of a creative executive. I ran a network for a little while. I was the president of a very, very, very large production company. Did Biggest Loser, Beauty and the Geek, we did uh, Extreme Makeover. We do Bar Rescue. So I, I, you know, I had a good run creating and selling TV shows. I started my own television production company. I had a good run with that. Then I did a movie that I starred in that I really enjoyed doing and did really well. And I just started to see that there was a bigger world outside of just TV. And so I started to explore. And a few years ago, I got into the, into this mode where I was teaching public company CEOs how to pitch and present their company and their story to investors and institutional investors and I found that it was really a rewarding experience and the and the lessons and what I had learned and and sort of perfected in my television life pitching and presenting you know thousands and thousands and thousands of times both being the person pitching the idea and being the person receiving a pitched idea so I found that sharing that knowledge was really rewarding, so I started to do that more more often and be a little more focused on it. You know, I just decided this is something I was really going to do, and and I was at the point in my TV career where I had enough success that it was I you know was looking for more fulfillment than I was just you know another paycheck. So I just decided I was going to get in and do this sort of in a full time way. You know, that's where I started. I sold a book to Random House that's going to come out next year on pitching and presenting and how to condense and simplify your ideas into three minutes or less and use Hollywood storytelling techniques to sort of simplify that message. And uh, so it's just been going really well from there.
0: So the book is called Celebrity CEO. Is that correct?
1: The Celebrity CEO was an article I wrote for Forbes. Oh, okay. The book itself is called The Three Minute Pitch. A three minute pitch. And it basically takes the idea that everything of, pro- of value about your business, product, your service has to be conveyed clearly or concisely in three minutes or less. And so that's sort of the rule I've always used. I've I've sold literally hundreds of television shows. I've never had a pitch that would last longer than 3 minutes in its initial piece. So
0: so what would be one of the just sidetracking a little bit. What would be one of the things that you would tell a story in those 3 minutes, right? So how would that sort of a uh, structure of the story look like? If you only had three minutes,
1: story structure is, uh, you know, it's interesting pitching a television show, writing a hit, a movie, they're all the same, very similar story tr- structure when they're done right. You know, you start with an opening that explains what I call the reason for being, which is how you came to be at this idea and know it's good. And I move to what's called the WAC system, which is W H A T, which is what is it? how does it work, are you sure, and can you actually do it? That basically explains to your audience what it is and how the physical elements work of it, and then are you sure is sort of these facts and figures and logic and reason that back up your position on why it's good, and then can you do it is sort of like, what is the execution of that? In the midst of that, I show people how to use what I call the hook, which is sort of the big main piece that sort of says why this separates it, and something called the edge, which is that really cool element about what it is you're offering that, makes them go like, oh, I totally get it. So I show people how to wrap those things together in sort of three minutes or less. And really in today's marketplace, the most powerful thing that you have is your information. Nobody wants to be fooled. Nobody wants to be sold. Nobody wants to be tricked. Nobody wants your neuro-linguistic programming. They don't want any of that. They don't want to hear their name over and over again. What they want to know is what is it? How does it work? How does it relate to me? And what do I have to do to get it? And like, if you can just focus on that and have confidence in the value of what you're offering, you will have far more success than focusing on how to say it really cool or wear the right tie or stand the right way in front of the board.
0: Exactly. And how has personal branding played a role in helping you the success of your pitch to a to a company? or? It's...
1: I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it's kind of the core element that's allowed me to go from a successful television producer to an incredibly successful consultant or be like that move, not easy to do. And I've had really good luck with it because the brand that I created on a personal level, I started working it. it really like defined that brand. And when I wrote the article for Forbes on the celebrity CEO, it was about how using yourself as the focus is, is a huge piece of the puzzle and people want to know people. So I think that was the, the main thing that helped propel me out of being a simple television producer into sort of someone who they looked at as a brand. That was just a huge help for me.
0: I know a lot of people you know, that haven't really used uh, social media or they're not, they don't really have a strong online presence. No, I, I guess I'm, I get to remark sometimes like, oh, is it, does it seem too you know, self-absorbed that you're, you know, the focus is on you and all of these things. So how, how would you address that sort of um, you know, objection towards getting started?
1: As you probably saw you know, when I did my keynote is that if you don't understand that social media is nothing to do with sharing, social media is about your – it is about your brand. You know, unless you're just doing it to share stuff with your family, it's about your brand. What people don't understand is 20 years ago, you'd be using the Yellow Pages. You'd be advertising what you wanted to say in the Yellow Pages. You would develop an ad with text and with a few pictures and it would be crafted and curated specifically to tell an audience what you wanted about your business or your product or service. And so now nobody spends money on Yellow Pages ads anymore, but people tend to think that social media is for sharing and it should be just free. And it's just not the way the world works. So social media, from a business perspective, it's your Yellow Pages ad. It is your brand. And 95 to 99% of the people that will ever come in contact with you, that will ever learn anything about you, are going to do it online. So it's great if you have a website. That works great. Good for you. And maybe 75% of the people find you on that website. That's cool. But every single thing that's available online, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you have it, it should be built directly for your brand. And if you don't like the idea of making it all about you or being self-grandizing, then you're thinking about it wrong. You have a myopic view of what it's meant to do. You know, it's just, that's not realistic. What you have to do is stop worrying about the 17 people in your life that know you that will look at it and be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And be like, Hey, who am I actually trying to reach with this? And more importantly than who you're trying to reach, it's who might see this and what impression do I want to leave them with? And that's the only thing you should be using social media for. If you want to have your own personal thing to share with your family, that's great. But if it has any part of your business, it should Only be a giant billboard for the message that you want to convey.
0: So you mentioned one of the mistakes that people make when they approach personal branding is they like to share stuff about themselves, which you can share from time to time. But what are some mistakes they make when they're you know they're creating cultivating this presence online?
1: There's two main mistakes, and the two things that I sort of preach about specifically. Mistake number one is, is they assume what they have is content and it's not. That's a blanket term that we've collected together to use for anything you put online. That is not what content is. Content is sort of compelling and entertainment based clips or stories that people want to find on their own. And that is not what 99% of the people are putting out there. And almost guaranteed to your audience, they don't have content to share. They have things they want to promote. They have ideas they want to share. And so what they do is they assume that what they're putting out is content and they treat it like content and it's not. What you're doing is self-promotion, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's meant to be like that. But if you look at really what you're sharing about this part of your business or that you went here, or did this, or, you know, what's happening that that's not Inherently interesting as comment, nothing content, nothing wrong with that, but that's just the reality of the world. It's not somebody getting kicked in the nut. It's it's not a kitten, you know what I mean, eating a popsicle like those that's content, right? It's not like specific memes or things that are like meant to be consumed. So if you can be realistic about what it is you're putting out there, you're putting out branding for yourself. You're putting out imagery that you want to have be yourself. So then what the next biggest mistake is people think that they are sharing their content or their posts with the world and Facebook and Instagram. They're just not, they're not designed to let you share your business or your personal brand with the world on its own. It just doesn't work like that. I try to train people to use social media more as a billboard and less of a delivery method to get your things out there. I'm sure people listening right now have a, they'll have a YouTube page or an Instagram page and they'll post something and they have 8,000 followers and they'll get 62 likes. And it's like, where are those 8,000 people? It's cause they're not followers in the follower sense. And Instagram isn't gonna let you send your stuff to all 8,000 people. That's just not how it works.
0: And you mentioned that Instagram, Facebook wants you to spend money on ads. That's how they—that's how they make money by changing it from the platform is supposed to serve me to okay, I need to invest some money so that this platform can work for me, and that will help
1: right. Person dramatically. If you have a real business, you would have put money into advertising on the Yellow Pages. You would never you would, and if it was a business that needed more, you know, definition or to set yourself apart from your competitors, you'd buy a half page ad or a quarter page ad. Right. Right now, I know. I, I mean, I meet a lot of businesses that aren't spending money on advertising in that sense, because they're like, Oh, I thought it was free. It's like, uh, no Facebook and Instagram, their core business model is advertising based. Now their advertising sort of model and their targeting is actually really good. If it's something that you have a product, a business or service that needs traffic and you can use that, like you should be looking at that as a Yellow Pages ad and trying to drag people in to your page so they can see your page and go, okay, I know what this guy does. I know the value of him. Look at, I can see in his page, you know, the level that they're at.
0: So it's like sort of pulling people into, uh, you know, seeing your billboard and subtly, you know, hinting at what you are offering at the same time. Yes. Have
1: instead of- yeah. yeah, it's like I tell people, you're like a restaurant on a road that nobody's on, okay? And you know there's roads with people on them all over the place. So instead of putting stuff out in front of your restaurant, like those inflatable dolls that make a bunch of noise when, you know, and and putting out a bunch of signs out front, what you need to do is go out and figure out how to build a road across, right in front of your restaurant. That's what you, you want to draw the traffic in, not try to advertise or you know, send out information or content or your stuff to the to the people that aren't there in the first place. You just don't have traffic in, at your site. And if you're set up as a business page, Instagram and Facebook are specifically restricting your traffic. So you're basically outside your restaurant holding up a sign and there's nobody there. So you should focus on getting people there and then they get an impression of what your restaurant's like by looking at it. That's what you want.
0: Like a lot of people are posting materials, like the ideas, you know, advertising themselves, but no one is, it's like sort of speaking into the void. There's no one there to
1: listen. That's right. Everybody's talking. Nobody's listening. I mean, ask yourself how many people do you know that use Instagram just to go look around and be entertained? Like, everybody's concerned about their Instagram profile and how many people are liking their photos and they're making posts and taking selfies and using pictures and putting stuff up there so people see them. So that's what you're competing with in the world. If you're trying to just put stuff up there and hope people see it, like, good luck with that. It doesn't work. And that's why, like, I say to people, your mom will post something and she'll get 150 likes. She's only got 400 followers. How's that possible? It's because those people are personal connections and Instagram and Facebook allow personal connections to migrate around each other. Once you get past 350, 400, 600, 800 friends or followers, forget it. Facebook's like, I'm not sharing this with anybody because you're trying to do something and I, you, you should be paying me for the platform and people get this idea that it's supposed to be free. What? You mean Facebook and Instagram isn't just gonna let me build my brand off them for free? Like, aw. So, unless you're providing some serious. Real content of entertainment value, you're just promoting yourself.
0: Got it. And is there sort of like a metric or a reference as to how much somebody, like a business owner, should spend on their personal brand, maybe as a percentage or, you know, sort of figure per month?
1: I mean, it's hard to say. The things it really depends on is that where's the revenue coming from? Are you getting direct revenue from traffic online? Then you spend more. If you're just doing it as to like build your brand and to establish what you represent, then I would spend a lot less. I would focus on running sort of follower campaigns and engagement campaigns. So it's like, so your pages, you know, have the social proof of like, hey, people are are coming around. And then once you have that in, in that space, you don't need a lot, but it's always good to, to do pieces that, say something specific to you and try to drag, basically drag people in front of your storefront effectively.
0: How do we go about crafting these billboards and the narrative so that when people actually see our Instagram or Facebook, they are curious to find out more?
1: I think what you do is is basically what I did when I moved into social media. You know, my first movie was called Why I'm Not On Facebook, yeah, which was about my journey from hating Facebook to deciding my 13 year old could join it. Less than two years ago, I didn't have a single social media account. I don't like the idea of social media in the sense of sharing all my personal stuff. And I I don't like that feeling. I don't like the idea of telling everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, it's a little against my natural instinct. But, when I made the switch after the movie started to perform and it's sort of like I needed to out of necessity, I made a conscious decision that every single thing I posted would have the message that I wanted to send. I'm an adventurer. I'm successful. I'm a TV guy. I do speaking. Like the things that I want to say, every post will say something about that. I don't post pictures from my kitchen talking about food I had last night or I don't post political ideas or I don't post questions about random things. It's like everything is about the size and scope of my business. Everything is about sort of my adventure club stuff or my speaking business. And for me, I don't sell anything right now. You know, like I've had a very successful television career. I'm transitioning. I'm in the middle of writing the book. I don't really have anything to sell. You can't even buy my book right now. So I don't need to have people do something specific on my any of my pages. It makes no difference yeah. to me. But what I do like the idea is building the size and scope of who I am and what I do and the people I'm connected to, so that on the day I decide, hey, I need to sell some books, like I need to start marketing and promoting. Everything about me will have been cultivated. And believe me, like, There's a big reason I got the book sold to Random House at the advance I did was, yeah, the book's a good idea. You know, you can argue that. Did I do a good job of the book proposal? Sure, you can argue that. But what you can't argue with is, is that the elements that I put in place were clear anywhere you looked. When the book publishers looked who I was, they could see the size and scope of who I was and the people I was connected to and my ability to market it and my success level that like all that was verified. And one of the things I find the most right now with the clients I deal with is that sometimes their social media profile looks a lot less Than how good they really are in the marketplace, how successful and unique they are, then the marketplace, their social media is far below that. And what I try to tell them to do is try to get everything online to be at the level of awesomeness that you actually are. Nothing should be detracting from that. And if you can't figure out how to get your YouTube page to perform, then get rid of it. I don't have a YouTube page. I'm a television creator. I make videos for a living. I don't have a YouTube page. Because I can't spend the time and energy, and I don't want to spend the money and the focus to make it look at the same level that my career or my stature is. And I certainly don't want it out there looking less than what I do. So it's like I choose to not have one. It's the same reason I don't share my Forbes articles on LinkedIn. I, You know, very rarely do I do that because LinkedIn is not a good social networking for sharing content. So I don't want my stuff out there with 17 likes. My Forbes articles get 70,000 views. So where do I want you seeing that? I want you to see it on Forbes. I don't want you seeing it on LinkedIn because that doesn't say you know where I sit on things, and that's that's you know as superficial as it is. That's important for branding, and no company in the world would have an issue with that. Every single brand you know has been self-promoting. That's why you know what a Nike swoosh looks like because they promote it and they try to do that, and they spend ungodly amounts making you feel something about the McDonald's arches. So why wouldn't you spend time and money making people that come to see you feel something about you? Exactly. Should I should write that into a book? <laughs>
0: Definitely. And and you, you brought up a LinkedIn. How about those people like just starting out with a brand and you know, say they have content like myself or stuff that they write, and they're trying to promote it. You know, they only have a few sources. They're maybe they're you know, not writing on Forbes. Maybe they're writing on LinkedIn, and then they're sharing it. They're writing on Medium, and then they're sharing on LinkedIn, and they're sort of like posting it on uh, Instagram or Facebook and etc. As a way to sort of get the get something out there. But
1: I would try to be targeted. I would pick one entity and try to funnel everything through it. Or I would pick something that had less of a scorecard. If you put it on a blog, less likely people will judge it than if you put it on Facebook and it has six views. And I don't, listen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you post something and it has six likes, that's fine. Except for people judge that. I don't know why, but they just do. That's just the reality of the world. And it sucks. And it sucks if you have a business page on Facebook, because I have a hundred and some odd thousand followers on my, on my like public profile on Facebook on my like fan page and I'll post something and it'll get 72 likes because Facebook doesn't show it to anybody. And I think that sucks. And if I had 18,000, it would be like, Oh wow, you're cooler. You're more popular. And it's like, it sucks that there's a scorecard out there, but you yeah. can't ignore the fact that it is because your audience will go and they'll see somebody and you'll go and see Ed Milette for the first time you've never heard of. And all of a sudden you see his stuff, but he's got millions of followers. So you assume exactly what he wants you to assume. This guy kicks ass and he's cool and everybody else likes him too. So I should like him. And if you saw Ed Milette and saw those, that yeah. exact same content and everything he said and his views were 24 or 112 views, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's kind of cool. And so it's like, it's your own fault. Because we all do it. For me, it's like if I was starting out again, I would do, you know what I mean? I would pick a targeted area to, to do it and I would market the living crap out of it to build that, that persona.
0: And in the beginning, you might actually need to spend more money before you, you start to get some traffic. And I don't want to use that word that you don't like to hear, which is organic, right?
1: Content, yes. You know what I mean? But, and here's the thing, like I'll have people that will say, but I don't have money to spend on that. And it's like, okay, well then, then you're the level of success and the level of stature that you are in the world that you 're working on is probably in that same vein that you 're putting out at that time, and that 's okay, like starting out and growing is fine it 's more what I deal with is is I deal with sort of like a little bit higher level corporate type people or you know bigger brands, and they 're not familiar in the social media world, so they actually have money and success and stature and like real good content or things that they 're offering in their own world but their social media world is makes them look far less than they are in the real world. If your real world is really starting out at the beginning and your social media world is starting out at the beginning, totally cool. You'll grow. It's when there's a discrepancy between the two that's a problem. And I and I see it a lot where, you know, somebody is an incredible musician or they're an unbelievable dirt bike, you know, st- stunt guy and they're amazing and they you know except and then they want to be in social media it's like well you kind of got to bring that up to the next level because on Instagram or Facebook you look like an average guy now, I know you're not because I just met you and I can see all your stuff, but other people will see this and be like, yep, yeah, you're average.
0: So this also works in reverse. They they are also seeing those people on Instagram that are like, you know, the travel bloggers and they have like thousands of people following them and maybe their life is awesome, right? But maybe it's completely reverse as well, so. Right,
1: and by the way, I, I see that a lot and that's fine if you can figure out how to do that. That's not easy to do. That's like a full-time job, trying to make your social media and your online persona way bigger and more successful than you really are in real life, that's not easy to do. You know, that, that takes a lot of calculation. And it, that becomes a that's important. like a full-time job to do that. And if you can pull that off and continue to do that, like that's some serious skill. And so, like, and there's not a lot, like, yeah, there's some people that do that, but I mean, it's not, it is not easy to do.
0: Would you also agree that, you know, let's say they put themselves at this level, but they're actually not at that level. Is there a way they can actually elevate themselves to that level by having this?
1: Here's what I would say is if, if you can create that level artificially and maintain it you probably will grow to that level just because the 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 skill and time and energy and effort it takes to do that means you are at that level in certain areas you might not i mean and listen if you're talking about the this sort of like the guy who rents a ferrari and goes and takes pictures with it like listen that's a fool so there's not a lot of those but <laughs> by the way and even if you did that if your goal was to create a, a persona and, and you were renting all this stuff and like you could keep that up long enough the ability to juggle those things and figure out how to do that is like is pretty high level skill. And it means that you'll probably be successful along the other lines because just getting a following on Instagram doesn't really do anything for you. You don't make any money on it. You've got to take that and monetize it in, in either other ways or figure out some way to monetize it directly. That's not easy to do. So if you can figure that out, all the more power to you. And if you don't really have a Ferrari, but renting one and putting it out there somehow makes you money or, or builds you, then fuck, go rent a Ferrari. You know what I mean? I have a realtor, who when he does an ad, he goes and gets the nicest house on the block, rents it for the day, hires models, and then does an ad. Nobody's like, oh, that's a fake house. It's like, I get it. If you could pull it off, all the more power to you.
0: You mentioned something in your keynote called perception control, controlling the perception of the public. And I, I want to sort of tie it into something I, I saw recently, which was we're all familiar with no, like, and trust factor. I saw it as a diagram and sort of like a funnel where you had no on the top, you had, you know, like in the middle, and then you had trust at the end for the people that are buying from you. You have maybe. Let's say you have two funnels. One of them is a thousand people knowing you and there's only maybe 10 people that trust you and one person buys from you. But then you have another funnel, which is a million people know who you are and maybe a hundred thousand people, you know, they like you. And then you get 10,000 of them to, to trust you and buy from you. What would be one of the, yeah, because I don't want to bring in calls for this because we we established the fact that we would need to spend money to, to do this. Starting out, let's say...
1: Well, let me clarify. By the way, money, time, sweat, equity, those are all commodities, right? And you can build a following, you can do this stuff. If you put enough time and energy and effort into it, then you don't have to spend real dollars. But that's real dollars because your time is valuable. Right. And I know people have grown their perception and their, their social media by spending enough time connecting with others and being on and sending messages and doing that piece of it. That's not free. You could spend a hundred dollars on an ad and, and connect to a bunch of people. You could spend a combination of a few hours and a few hundred dollars. There's some version of that, but just putting it like, I see a lot of you just put it out there and hope for the best. And assume it's just going to be great. And it's just, that's, that's really where people fall off.
0: So if there was one tip you can give an entrepreneur that maybe their you know, personal brand does not match who they are in a person, you know, the level is much lower, the most effective way to elevate it.
1: The first thing I would do 100% is only post things that match the level of your brand outside of social media. That's the first thing, you know. I just tell, I just did a, a thing with a very successful realtor, and like a very successful realtor, but his Instagram and stuff was so bad. And you know, if you went to his Instagram, you would never think anything about this guy of as a as a dominant realtor in this market. But if you went to his website, you'd be able to understand. Oh, this guy is this is the real deal, right? And and so the first thing I had him do was listen. You can't post anything on this Instagram page that doesn't say, I am the top realtor in this market. That's what it has to say. What would the top realtor say? Well, how would he write his post? What sort of thing would he take a picture of? How would he do it? it doesn't all have to be big fancy houses, but it has to be all to that message. So I would say to any entrepreneur getting ready to sort of like move their brand, it's like, don't post anything that isn't at the level of your brand. Once you have that established, then you can look and be like, okay, I only have 600 followers. Now I got to move that needle. But it's more important that the image on your page than it is the numbers on the, in the long term right now. Because there are people who don't use it very much or use it on a personal level. So you can get a pass for that. But what you can't get a pass for is posting stuff that just makes you look average. You need to reject average, as I say. Yeah. A lot.
0: So anything that's, enhances your standing as a person as a, as a brand your company and your expertise post that everything else just do not post it like do right. not post it do not post it it's not doing any you any good and think about this no no random food pictures none none of that no exactly
1: i get it you want to do that then get a personal one that you just share with your friends or whatever right or use your instagram story but what you really want to do is is think about where there's actual return on your investment, right? Like if you get someone to follow you in North Dakota that, you know, is a school teacher, or whatever, like, does that bring you any money, right? Does the person in Brazil that finds you, is that going to make your business? No. So what will make your business is a potential client, a potential customer, somebody that learns about you, sees your Instagram and wants to move forward with something else. That's really right now where most entrepreneurs are getting, the biggest bang out of social media. It's not like you're selling stuff on social media, you know, that's a whole other conversation and it's not about growing it so that you can like interact. Like I don't sell anything on my Instagram. Like I don't make any money on that. Like it's it's not for that, but anybody who is interested in seeing me speak, anybody I'm going to talk to anybody I'm introducing myself to, like if they come across that, they're like, okay, this guy's for real in all the things that he says he is because it's all sitting right there. There are no missing pieces. You know, you have to scroll back a year and a half to find crappy Instagram stuff that I posted. So
0: I think that sort of, the- or, or we just delete it or just like, yeah, delete, I, it's, you know, yes. post.
1: yeah, it's just like, you know, that's just a key piece is that where, how will your Instagram or Facebook page actually benefit you? It's that one customer or client or partner or connection that browses past finds you or you send them to it or whatever that gets a slightly elevated image of you and then they want to connect with you and talk about real business that's where your real And sometimes
0: return. it only takes one yeah. sometimes it only takes
1: and By the way that's where the real return is on social media it's just like the yellow pages why would you put a goddamn ad in the yellow pages Why would you buy a half page instead of just having your name listed? Because you want someone when they're looking for an accountant or a lawyer or whatever, open it up and they're looking for a gardener and there's a nice ad and they go, oh, this looks like the kind of company I'd like to work with. And they call that one. And it's kind of like, that's the return on the investment you should be looking for from your social media.
0: Got it. And uh, in conclusion, any, like for people that are still, you know, on the fence about social media, they, maybe they're not. I totally get it. They don't like video. Don't do it. Or. Turn your account to private. They don't like to show their face on the stories and stuff. How, wh-
1: Make it personal because you can't have both. You either do it as an entrepreneur. If you're looking for branding from your social media, you either do it or you don't. The last thing you want to do is do it half ass so that people see it and think you're half ass because that's what people will think. It's particularly if your business is trying, it, your business has the need to have a certain image. You just, you are just detracting from it by having a crapple or like a crappy social media presence it just sucks. So bite the bullet, turn your account to private share with only the people that kind of know you until you're ready to really make a run at it and that's sort of like you know that that's the best advice i can give in those the world
0: you no know, some people feel like maybe they feel inauthentic or they feel fake by just putting their highlights on the on social media yeah, that's, they were first that's that's, dumb. Get,
1: that's a really dumb way to look at it yeah. that's not what social media is that's like when it first came out sure you could look at it like that oh this is but that's not the really reality cuz you're not yeah. I would, I would totally agree with that if you were just doing it with your friends and the people you knew, the way social media was designed, okay, Facebook was designed for me and my 323 actual connections, then you know what? I wouldn't be putting just my highlights or just my cool shit and I wouldn't be tagging people that I'm working with. Like, I wouldn't do that. I would post the stuff that I put on my, my Apple photo share with my parents and stuff. I'd put that stuff and it would all be those people. So if you're doing that, I totally get it. But you're not, are you? You're trying to gain a following. You're trying to get people. And so now you're talking about people that live in Arizona that you've never met before. Why do you care what they think about you other than the image of your business? Like, get over that insecurity and just, like, it is a, it is a billboard. You mm. better believe you want it to be the best parts of it. What on earth else would you use it for? Otherwise, stick to your 323 context that you know.
0: <laughs> well, there you have it. Brad Pivitic. So, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? I know you have Instagram account that you're yeah. really active on.
1: I'm at Brad Penvidic on Facebook or Instagram. I do have the Twitter thing too. Don't use it as much, but yeah, you can follow me. You can send me messages. You can ask me questions. I'm open for whatever.
0: Awesome. And you got a new book coming out next year.
1: Yeah, like a year from now. So wow. I got nothing to sell you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, great to have you on the show.
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Anytime.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. You can find more episodes every Tuesday. If you haven't done so, please subscribe for more updates as they come. Until next time.